Today's sermon is a little different than what we usually do because it will be somewhat interactive. We are today kicking off our stewardship season, something we have every year, and part of that kickoff will be through the homily this morning. I'm going to talk a little bit, then I'm going to have an activity for you to do, which will take you two or three minutes, and then I'll conclude with a few thoughts. I want to talk about the body of Christ. You may have heard this word, this phrase thrown around from time to time, and it maybe sits with you well, or it's confusing, I'm not really sure. Ushers, can you just wait on the pencils for a second? Ushers, can you wait on the pencils? Thank you. <laughs> we'll have time for all that movement and activity in a second. But for now, I just want to have everybody's attention as we reflect on the body of Christ imagery. So the body of Christ is this, this concept that the Apostle Paul has developed, where he speaks about Christ being the head and that we together make up the body. And he uses it beautifully. He talks about it in Ephesians, the letter that we read from this morning. He talks about it in Romans. He talks about it in Corinthians. He was going through a phase, if you will, of talking about the people of the church as the body of Christ. And one of the things that makes this so marvelous is because of the diversity within the body, right? All of us have two hands or two feet. And we don't, none of us have three. We only are supposed to have two. And all of us have a complete body. And so Paul uses this analogy to drive home to each of us how important it is to recognize our diversity in our unity. So frequently in our minds we think of unity as having to be conformity. And folks then believe that if we're only alike is when we are united. But Paul wants to point out don't fool yourself. We have a lot of variety in the body of Christ. So much so that there might be moments that we don't even understand each other. Again, I like to think of this. I think if my hand were to talk to my foot, they would not have any sense of one another. They would be disbelieving of what their each task was. Like, what are you? Like this, I am the best. I'm sure my hand thinks it's the best. I'm sure my foot thinks it's the best. And so this concept allows us to recognize that each of us have different observations and commitments to the ministry that we carry out in the church together, even if we don't think about the other parts. So we're going to work with this analogy as we enter into this stewardship season. And now the ushers are going to help. <laughs> and they are ready back there. We're going to pass out to you a piece of paper and a pencil to ask you to answer one of two questions. What is important to you about the church? What is important to you about the church? What do you find important about the church? Or maybe you want to answer this question. What difference has the church made in your life? You can choose either question. What difference has the church made in your life? Or what is important to you in the church? And even if you don't go to church here, you get a piece of paper too. So we're going to pass these out and I'm going to give you a couple minutes to fill that out. So this concept of the body, you know, if, all, if, if my whole life was just as a hand, I would be missing a lot in my life, right? In fact, I really wouldn't be able to function as a body. And the same is true about the church. We need all the parts of us to, um, to, in order for us to know the fullness of who God has made us to be. And this image Paul is reminding us is that is the reason when we know the abundance of who God is. It can't be known without the collection and the collectiveness of us together. So when you hear Paul speak in this letter to the Ephesians today, his prayer for those that are faithful, that with the eyes of their heart enlightened, 
they may know what is the hope to which God has called them, to which what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe. This is because we can't know it unless we're together. We can't know these things by ourselves. It's in community that we discover it together. And so it is that we emphasize and remember the importance of coming together. When the Lord reminds us of the importance of the body and the gifts that he has to give us, it is not in, in a sense to hold out the gifts in order for us to receive them. God is not trying to get us to jump through certain hoops in order for us to know the riches of his grace. He's just saying, this is how you know it. This is just how you know it, is by being together in community. Just as you just can't be a graduate from high school until you go through all of the grades that get you to high school. It's just how you become a graduate of high school. It's just how it is. Even if you really wish you could be a graduate of high school, without doing the work, you don't become the thing. So we are invited by our Lord Jesus Christ to remember the abundance of what we have in relationship with one another. People who talk, people who don't talk. All of the movement, people who can sit still, people who can't sit still. We need to remember all of that in order to know the fullness of what God has to offer us. And that's what we remember here today in baptism. In fact, the words that we say when we come into worship are from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, that we're one body in Christ, one baptism, one spirit, reminding us of our unity. That's what we're going to focus on during the stewardship season and celebrate what it is that each of us notice that makes the, the whole that we all are blessed with. We'll begin today in the baptizing of four young people, Thomas Carter, Ivy, Blake, and Clara. And so with that, I invite you to come forward with your parents and godparents.